0: Hello and welcome to Film Haven Reviews. I am your host, Sawyer, and this is the first episode, so thank you for being here. A little bit about the podcast, uh, what this is going to be, it's pretty simple. I'm going to watch a movie for the first time, and then I'm going to rate it, and then I'm going to review it and talk about it a little bit. I have an Instagram account where I do an actual, you know, more concise, uh, maybe a little bit more eloquent of a review, Uh, but this is going to be a little more loosey-goosey, so just a little bit of my thoughts on the movie that I'm watching and then I usually like to do themes of three so um, comparing notes to the three movies with that I have chosen within a certain theme Um, so for our first movie we're going to do Megan it's one of the first movies that came out this year and so far everyone's really liking it Um, I'm definitely seeing in the future a kind of cult following for this character and that's really fun because Um, I think it deserves it in the end. A lot of people are kind of calling it derivative because it's so similar to Chucky, but I think it's actually more complicated than that. I think it's actually a fresh amalgamation of Chucky, Terminator, and Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Megan is a killer doll for sure, which is definitely of Chucky fame, Um, but she's also a robot and a rogue AI, which is is a lot like Terminator. And there's also an equal focus in the story between her creator and her as the creation. And that reminds me a lot of Frankenstein. I actually recently just read Frankenstein. And I think that's one of the reasons why I couldn't kind of keep that story out of my head as I was watching this movie. And ironically, uh, Megan gave me more vibes that were closer to the novel than the movies themselves, the Frankenstein movies that came out in the 30s those movies took a lot of liberties and are very different from the book that mary shelley wrote and i think a lot of that comes for entertainment value but also the lesson and the messaging of the book versus the movies has changed a lot so for example in the first frankenstein victor frankenstein makes uh, the monster and the whole lesson is that he should have never meddled in God's domain, you know. He, he he was going too far. He was playing God, and he should have never even gotten that far. Whereas in the book, it's a little more nuanced than that. It is more like if you are going to make something like that, which you can, it's okay to make Frankenstein's monster. The only, thing, the only difference is, is that you have to actually take responsibility for it. In the book, Victor Frankenstein completely abandons his creation as soon as he makes it, and that causes all the problems that later happen in the book. Similarly, in Megan, as I'm watching this movie, I'm cringing because uh, Gemma, the inventor of Megan, is making this crazy artificial intelligence that has the ability to self-learn, that is made of titanium virtually indestructible, and has very limited directives. So basically it's just protect uh, her her daughter well her, her ward or niece that she's now taking care of, and that's pretty much it. And so, of course, Megan is going to take those directives and warp them into something more violent because if it's just protect this girl, anything that causes harm to the girl is now subject to Megan's wrath. And, of course, that makes it fun for cinema, but it... When I was watching it, I kind of felt like, "Wow, that's dumb. Who would do this?" But then I realized and remembered from the book Frankenstein. That's exactly what Victor does. He makes this this monster, and then has no responsibility or accountability for it afterwards. Uh, So she doesn't. So Gemma, the creator of Megan, doesn't have any fail saves. Doesn't have any kind of backups, and she's also pushed by several different factors, which I think also is smart on the part of the screenwriters they definitely um, include pressures that would cause her to have this kind of lack of foresight for example she's got corporate pressure deadlines pulled funding is you know being threatened and then of course she's got her niece that she's suddenly had to become the guardian of and she doesn't really know how to be a parent and so Megan is also a weird um, replacement idea for her at the same time of fulfilling her kind of intellectual desires as an inventor to discovery to creating um, new technologies she's also having finding out an excuse for getting the robot to basically parent uh, her niece instead of having to do it herself so there's a lot of complexity in that and um, I think sometimes the way it, it, it's, it's displayed is maybe a little silly but the movie also one of the good things about it is that it's very self-aware and it's very funny it's honestly funnier than it is scary but there is a undertone of creepiness that i think it really hits um there's so many moments where you're like oh that's just not right and i think a lot of it is the uncanny valley um, for anyone who doesn't know what that is at this point i feel like everybody does but it's when things look so real but Something about being a human that you just, you know it's not real and it gives you this weird form of cognitive dissonance that kind of disturbs you at your core. So, for example, any kind of robots that have, you know, androids, robots that have like silicone faces and stuff like that. You look at it and you just kind of, and Megan is that to the extreme. And what I think is so clever about this movie is that the screenwriters have ended up creating comedy That comes from that as well as creepiness. So the comedy and the creepiness are both tools um, or both effects that come out from the tools of using the Uncanny Valley through Megan, the character. And I think that's really fun. My only really issue with the movie um, is that it was a little safe. And I mean that in the terms of the violence I'm a horror enthusiast, and I love my blood and guts, and I think that it's fun whenever you get to do that, especially a killer robot. Like, come on, that's awesome. It's great um, It's great source material to make some really cool kills, and they definitely had the idea for those cool kills. My favorite being this pressure washer scene where she's pressure washing a, girl, a lady's face off, but they don't show it. They just kind of do a cutaway, and you just kind of know that that's what she did, and I just... I couldn't help but be a little disappointed in that. I understand, though, they wanted to make a PG-13 movie, and that's kind of the point. Uh, And I think that was maybe a smart idea in the long run because a lot of kids that are 13, 14 years old, they're going to go – that's something that they can go see without their uh, parental people with them, and I think it will end up being – causing – Megan to be more iconic for the later generations or the, or the younger generations than the, the adults of tomorrow, you know? So I think it was a smart move in that, st- in that instance. And I also heard that they kind of had the fir- – it was a first cut that they submitted to the review board and they gave them the PG-13 status and they were like, okay, we're just going to keep this. So I understand. It's, in the end, it's probably going to make them more money and it's probably going to create a more of an iconic – idea of what uh image for megan but i was just a little as as a horror enthusiast i was a little disappointed in the kills i thought that they could have been more brutal um because they were they definitely gave the suggestion of brutality without actually showing you um a lot of it and the yeah her kind of like big ending or big breakout i guess was i thought it was going to be more like well it's the same writers as uh, Malignant and the the breakout moment in Malignant was absolutely insane and I I loved it and so I, I think I was expecting that because I knew that it was the same people that wrote Malignant but it they didn't really deliver on that point that's really my only issue and for a lot of people that's not a issue at all and I think more people would probably even like it because of it uh, because some people don't really like that kind of stuff so I understand it was entertaining throughout it was funny it was creepy. And I think that um, it was very successful, eh, evidenced by the fact that they've already uh, signed on for a sequel in 2025. So Megan 2.0 coming out in a couple of years, and I can't wait to see it. Uh, I give this movie a 7.5 out of 10. It was very entertaining, and it I had a blast watching it. I just wanted it to just be a little bit more on the kill side for a, as a horror enthusiast. But other than that, i got to say it was great. So that's it for me and next week we're going to do, speaking of which, we're going to do the 2019 Child's Play because I haven't seen it and I feel like that one, I know that one is more of an AI driven Chucky and I think that's really interesting considering Megan that's come out, you know, about three years later four years later now oh god so so that's what we're gonna do next week and the theme of these first three movies that i'm gonna do is killer creations so we got megan we got chucky and then the third movie i'm gonna do is mary shelley's frankenstein the kenneth brana version i've never seen it and i'm hoping that it's going to be closer to the book. so we'll see how i feel about it when i get to there so have a good day guys and i will see you next week